0: Welcome to week number 180. On the two guys into Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis.
1: That's me. 180. That's like that's kind of halfway there, but not really halfway there. Like a 360? Yeah. But it's not the same.
0: It's good it's a good reference.
1: Good call out. Probably yeah. not. I like Could've it. Been
0: better Um Thank you for joining us. If it's your first time here, we watch TGIF. We talk about it 30 years later. This year's no different. Except This week, we've got the uh, series finale of one of our shows. So we'll be talking about that.
1: Sad to see you go.
0: Just a bit. Um, Thanks to uh, Eric for the theme song this week.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it.
0: If you want to send in your own version, you can do that. TGIFcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. And uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: We're going to be posting. we're, We're. like, oh we can make it official now we can, yeah yeah yeah. Convention season is quickly approaching, so we are going to be on our you know on our social media. You'll see all the dates and times. We'll talk about it here. Steve wants to talk about it right now, which is great. But uh, you can always check back on our social medias to see when and where we're going to be.
0: So we are officially at AwesomeCon once again. I mean we knew we were going to be there, but we have our exact uh, day and time. I don't think the for room... AwesomeCon
1: or for GalaxyCon.
0: I don't know GalaxyCon.
1: The one in Richmond, right? That's GalaxyCon yes galaxy we'll, we'll con, be a, we'll be at both but Richmond. we have the time for galaxy con yeah
0: all right let's get this right it's uh what is it 24th of march
1: <laughs> <laughs> hold on let me pull up the message you sent me yesterday. march
0: 24th we will be at galaxy con 7 10 p.m you told me 7 15 march 25th 7 15 is
1: that right
0: march 25th that's a saturday <laughs> saturday of galaxy con that's the important part march the 25th that is the date that you'll the be date. there and we have a great time slot we are right between fantasy Ooh. cosplay super wrestling and the cosplay contest where you can get all three you don't have to miss any of them and literally, that's great. literally that's great. there's nothing going on when we're doing our show
1: that's great because last year we were up against i'll tell you though last year we were up against the cosplay contest and we still did pretty good
0: we still did pretty good
1: this one so this so, one's even better
0: i i think there's about a 10 minute overlap you might miss the very beginning where they're like doing absolutely nothing at the cosplay contest,
1: introducing judges that you probably have yeah you know like all right already, we've already seen met. this
0: guy he's already been announcing fantasy yeah. cosplay super wrestling for the whole weekend and yeah we know that uh who do you think will be a guest judge who do you think they'll
1: get Oh, what do we what are we, we talk about the the wrestling or the cosplay contest? So I, a lot of
0: times they get the guy who does the, uh, the oh, wrestling. The guy. To guy, also do that, yeah.
1: His name is Guy. His guy, name is Guy something. Yep.
0: yep. But the uh,
1: drunk on Disney guy. guy I Hutchinson. wonder. Guy, I, Hutchinson? guy Hutchinson.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got it. I wonder yeah. if they'll get any of the guests who are just there for the weekend to judge the cosplay competition. Well,
1: they'll probably get some of the cosplay, like the professional cosplay people, to judge it. I would yeah, imagine.
0: yeah. That that's to me that makes sense. I feel like sometimes they bring someone in there, but I don't know. They
1: definitely do. I mean, they definitely do. Like, they'll bring some of the guests on for like commentary for the wrestling. So I, I assume they do the same thing. I don't know. I, I've never gone to the cosplay. I, went, I think.
0: We'll Hopped in year, there for a I little bit, the, maybe.
1: Like the kids' contest or something for some reason. I can't remember why. Maybe there are, it was like. Are, were our kids first in it? Year or Quincy was in it? Yeah. I think it was like when she was real young. Yeah. All
0: right. But yeah, it's official. The 25th of March. It's the Saturday of GalaxyCon in Richmond, 7.15 p.m go watch wrestling, come watch us, then go do whatever
1: you want to do. That's like a great, that's a great Saturday night.
0: Yep. Um, All okay. right. So these are episodes that we're talking about that aired back in 1993. Uh, the week was February something. When, when did these actually air? What was
1: yeah. The- these would have aired February 26th, 1993, Friday
0: night. Okay. So we do like to see what was going on in that world, uh, in the world, this world, I guess there's worlds maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 30 years ago so february the 21st 1993 was the nba all-star game i usually wouldn't bring that out because it happens every year but i like that they had co-mvps that year with carl malone and john stockton as the co-mvps of the all-star game
1: that's cool both great players both on the dream team i both, wonder what the both uh, on the
0: uh same nba team as well utah jazz
1: i guess that's true yeah i didn't think about that they were both on the jazz i um you know this year's i think the all-star game news this year was the, the duck contest. So I wonder how, what the duck contest looked like back in, in 1993.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, I expect some of those dream team guys were probably doing the dunk contest back then. I don't know. You if, would think,
1: right? Like yeah. Patrick Ewing or Elijah you know.
0: Juan or Jordan. I think he did a couple of them.
1: Who knows? Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not going to go back and watch it, but that happened too. I'm sure. Uh, February the 23rd. I pulled that date up because uh, Gary Coleman, because he's a child actor back then. Uh, he won a lawsuit against his own parents for $1.28 million for them charging too high of fees. So they were taking too much of his money. He sued him. He got $1.28 million from his parents.
1: Good for him. Um, I, I worked for a guy once who claimed he was friends with Gary Coleman.
0: Was he? I don't he, know. Never never followed he, up?
1: Never. I mean, I always took everything he said. He's still alive? No. He's not. No, think, no, he, no. He's passed away. Yeah, I, I never really took much of what he said uh, too seriously, so I don't know if you know he was being legit or not, but he claimed he was friends with Gary Coleman.
0: And then uh, February the twenty fourth was the week. Uh, was the Grammys, and uh, okay, definitely some artists that uh, we have talked about on the show because they were number one throughout the year of ninety two, ninety three. Um, the big winner of the show was definitely Eric Clapton. He won like every big award uh, for the Unplugged uh, Tears album, in Heaven. Tears in Heaven, for all that. He performed. He was the big yeah. winner. Um, other people that jumped out at me, uh, Arrested Development, Best New Artist, and uh, Boys to Men did win the uh, R&B Best Duo or Group performance.
1: Best Children's album was Beauty and the Beast. I think that was the number one movie for a little bit. Let's see who else is on here red hot chili peppers uh, did a performance
0: with uh george clinton which probably was pretty good i don't remember it but
1: back then that would have been great yeah i yeah. wasn't seeing that um i'm really not a, not a big fan of them anymore but let's see oh, it's okay those are the pop people here we got uh nothing nothing too crazy yeah r b wisdom man you said wisdom man? i did yep yep sure makes a lot i don't think
0: kg lang ever gets mentioned on tgif but uh
1: not right now I don't know I didn't re- so I've never watched uh, uh Sabrina oh no uh, Sabrina but um evidently there's a ton of musical references in that show oh okay. so there, there's a chance when are we
0: getting to know. Sabrina what year is that
1: it's a few, it's a couple of years it's okay. like 95.96 all right yeah in vogue we, there's some in vogue uh talk I think right. maybe
0: they perform yeah I think it maybe was number yeah, one song performed. at some point too
1: okay yeah.
0: all right so that's it for uh for news what about movies music what was number one this week
1: no changes. Uh, Groundhog Day, you know, still number one. Uh, last week, though, we'll have a new movie next week. Uh, so Groundhog Day, number one movie. Uh, I Will Always Love You is still the number one song. However, it is the last week. No, I'm sorry. One more week for I Will Always Love You and then we get a new one. But we're getting there. We're getting there. So Winnie Houston, I Will Always Love You, number one song. Um, we do have a birthday. It is a... You yeah, know, big—I guess—family family member of the show, Bill Kirkenbauer, Sunday, hey. February nineteenth. So, you know, he was our first guest back in the day. He's been on a couple times. Uh, just the ten of us, obviously. He does show back up in a couple other uh, shows with some small parts. So, uh, I keep—we keep him on the list. He's part of the family. He'll stay on for as long as until Steve says. I think we've—I think we've had enough, of Bill.
0: All right, every year's enough. Uh, anything <laughs> else? Should we get into the episodes? Let's do it. So, your 8 o'clock slot, it's Family Matters Season 4. I'm going to call it Episode 18. I don't know what it actually is. Higher sure. Anxiety is the name of this episode, though. And it starts off, uh, Carl's in the living room. I think uh, Harriet's in there, too. And he keeps peeking out the window. It's, it's,
1: it's actually someone we haven't seen in, like, 10 episodes. Oh, it's is it Rachel. Judy?
0: Rachel. It's Rachel. Oh. Yeah. Carl and Rachel in the living room. Carl keeps peeking out the window. He's like, why are they still kissing? They're going to... They're, they're too... It's too much at their age to be Get kissing. Get a room. And, of course... We're thinking it's Laura out there kitchen, but no, he's flickering the lights. He opens you thought it was the Laura. I immediately went to Eddie. Oh, you went so. to Eddie. I went to Laura. Yeah. Okay. But no, it's Estelle, Estelle and Fletcher making out on the front porch. Uh, he brings Estelle inside. She says good night and, uh, gives Carl the evil eye to head to the theme song.
1: I'm glad to see Fletcher's back. I like Fletcher. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, after the theme song, we come back to Laura coming downstairs, um, Steve comes over to the house. He's got flowers and maybe some candy or something for Laura. And he is there for their dates, which Laura knew nothing about.
1: This is a great strategy. This might be this might be one of Steve's better attempts here where he just rolls in and says, hey, I'm ready for the date? Let's go. And she's like, I'm talking about We don't have a date. He's like, I thought I'd give it a try. I, yeah. I was hoping you would, would think that you forgot and you'd be ready to go.
0: Didn't work, so. though. She's uh, she's going to the movies with Maxine. Uh, so they're going off. Then Eddie comes down. Uh, Steve tries to hang out with Eddie, but Eddie is going out on a date with Onisha. Have we seen Onisha? Or is this the first? time? We've seen one? Onisha
1: a few times. Okay. Yeah, and this is not. This is also not the last time we see Onisha. I looked. I looked at her uh, IMDb. She's in seasons until like the end of the show. Wow. Still like as Onisha too. Yeah. As that. Yep. Same character. Interesting. The entire time. Yeah. Uh,
0: someone's at the door. It's Onisha. She comes in, immediately starts making out with Eddie. While Steve is real awkwardly just circling around them, watching them make out from like a one foot distance. And uh, Steve grabs the flowers or Eddie Eddie, grabs the flowers from Steve that Steve had brought for Laura, hands them to Onisha. And then the two of them uh, go off on their date.
1: Yeah. And Eddie and Eddie before this is talking to Steve about like how much he likes Onisha, how he's glad he found her and how he thinks that she's going to be the one.
0: We shall see. Uh, We then skip one week later. We've got Eddie and Onisha once again making out on the couch in the living room. Steve comes over, and he's got some important news to tell Eddie. Eddie is trying not to uh, talk to Steve right now because he would much rather make out with Onisha. Sure. Steve is like, it's real important. I can't tell you around her. And he's like, anything you can tell around me, you can tell around her. And he's like, fine. Me and Waldo saw Onisha making out with Joey in the parking lot. We got a problem.
1: She's like... Yep, she and she admits it. She's like, "Yeah, yep, sure was. That was me."
0: Yeah. Um. So Eddie kicks her out of the of the house, and of course, uh, we've got some sad Eddie going on.
1: Yeah, poor dude. Um.
0: Then we go a little later. Um. I guess
1: it's- he I, Let me say though, he doesn't just kick her out of the house. He also like formally breaks up with her as he kicks her out of the house. So it's not just like a get go out away. of we'll here. We're later. done. Uh, I never want to
0: see you again. Right.
1: Yeah, I think that's important. Like, it's it's that's part of it.
0: Yeah. So, a little later, we've got Carl, Harriet, Estelle, and Fletcher. They're all getting home from, like, a dinner date or something with the four of them. And Harriet and Estelle, they talk. They say they're going to go in the kitchen and, like, make some coffee or something like that, which leaves Carl and Fletcher in the living room alone. And we still kind of have this thing going on with Carl where he doesn't love Fletcher. He's kind of, like... I don't know what what the right word is, but uh, he doesn't like the whole relationship that <laughs> yeah. Fletcher and his mother have going on.
1: Yeah, this is something I've seen happen where it's just like the adult child doesn't like to... It's it just, there's a new person. It's a new kind of... They don't want to see anybody get hurt. But we, we kind of get a little bit more of an explanation from Carl here in a minute when he when Harriet talks to him.
0: Yeah, Fletcher's trying to talk to Carl in this, uh, this scene too, but uh, Carl just uh, doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, I think Harriet comes back in at this point and, uh, well, Harriet and Estelle it, come back in yeah. and
1: then Fletcher's like, Hey, tells Estelle and everybody else you know, that's around like, Hey, I bought us tickets to go whitewater rafting in Colorado. This is going to be great. Can't wait. And Estelle is, Estelle is excited. Um, and everyone else is like, Carl's this whole, like, well, what is it going to be a, a day trip? That seems like a far way to go for a day trip. And he's like, no, we're going to be there for a week, seven
0: days. Yeah. <laughs> And then now. Carl, of course, freaking out a little bit about this. He doesn't like that idea.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, sometime later, not sure when this happens. Uh, it didn't say like one week later or anything on the screen this time, did it?
1: No, but I mean, we know that they're in. They're already in Colorado rafting. So yeah, because
0: uh, Harry grabs the mail, shows Carl that they got a postcard from uh, from Estelle, and uh, Carl still acting upset about the whole Fletcher Estelle thing. And Harriet, uh, Harry calls him a jackass at this point. And she tells him that his mother's in love and he needs to be happy for her. And uh, this is where we find out that some of the reason why Carl's upset is because when Estelle is with Fletcher, it kind of reminds him of his dad that has passed away.
1: And that just reminds him of his dad, but also reminds him of like what it was like losing his dad and. I don't think he, he doesn't, I don't know if he's necessarily worried about himself going through that again, but he doesn't want to see Estelle go through that again.
0: Yeah. And Harriet uh, tells Carl that Estelle is really looking for uh, Carl's approval with Fletcher.
1: And then it would mean, and not only did she say that, but she says, you know, if, if she doesn't get it, then you might end up losing that relationship mm-hmm. with your mom. Um, so you better come around and do the right thing.
0: Yeah. And then you see like the shot of Carl, like deeply thinking and going off the, yeah. like, to the commercial yeah. probably. So, uh, Coming back to uh Eddie, he's uh he's sad because he's watching like Home Shopping Network or something and they keep talking <laughs> about like presents get to get girlfriend. your girlfriend and stuff. Uh Steven Waldo come over. They want Eddie to go to a party with them uh at the twins' house, Or, or their part they got a new apartment or something like that, right?
1: Well, it's this one guy. I, I don't was it twins? I thought it was just a dude yeah. that got an apartment. Oh, or something. you know,
0: it might have been a guy that got the <laughs> apartment. They mentioned the twins at the party and I figured it was their party.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And uh, yeah, so he's like still sad, doesn't really want to go with them, Um, but they keep trying. Uh, He says that he misses Onisha too much and he just can't do it. And uh, then they kind of twisted on him. They sit on the couch like, fine, if you won't go out with us, we're just going to hang out with you all night long on the couch. And then he's like, all right, let's go to the party.
1: Well, they squish in on him on the couch. So it's like the three of them like as tight as can be. And then there's a I don't know if this was intentional or not. But the what butt? they do is basically what's that? <laughs> the headbutt. No, I didn't notice the headbutt. What I was gonna say was they they like they they try to annoy him. Into that part's intentional. They're kind of being annoying. But uh, Steve hands Waldo some nuts, and Waldo's like, "Oh, macadamia nuts, the not the Hawaiian treat." And I'm like, I wonder if that if they did that specifically to call out Uh-oh, like the step by, step by step shows that have been on because you know why? I mean, that's a very specific like. Call out to say hand him nuts than be macadamia nuts to call out the Hawaii thing.
0: Yeah. Know. So I, <clears throat> the headbutt thing, I don't know if it was head or his arm or something, but he's like throwing up the macadamia nuts and like clocks Eddie in the face at some point. He's like, Oh <laughs> I, missed I didn't see that. Um, all right. So that's kind of that scene. They're they're off to go to the party. Eddie doesn't really want to, but he'd rather do that than sit on the couch with the two of them.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So now we're at this point. We're being good friends.
1: They're trying to get him out, get him doing something so he's not thinking about Anisha.
0: Yeah, we're at this party. I mean, it looks like a, the side of a Chicago apartment building. Uh, Eddie's hanging out the window of the uh, fire escape, looking real sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve comes over to the window. I guess he was looking for Eddie for a while. And uh, Eddie's just like, keeps saying, oh, I'm too, too bummed out to go in there. Just being real sad, Eddie. And then uh, Waldo's over there now, too. He and uh, Steve go out onto the fire escape. And they're trying to cheer him up. Uh, Walter does the hokey pokey. It doesn't really work. Uh, Eddie just just keeps talking about, Oh, <laughs> And then uh, Steve tries to join in on the hokey pokey. And then eventually they get Eddie to join in. Uh, looks like it cheers him up a little bit. But as the three of them are doing the hokey pokey on the fire escape, you hear a little crack. The fire escape starts to break. And then one side of the fire escape completely detaches from the wall and starts to swing down like to like a almost vertical position.
1: Yeah. This So now basically what you've got is the fire escape on like a single point axis in the middle with like 360 rotation.
0: Yeah. So this thing is going to fall. They are going to fall eight stories to their death. And uh, they're trying to do what they can. Like Eddie does think pretty quickly. Like, all right, we need to climb up this thing. So, he starts climbing up on the side, gets to the top. Then the thing swings around some more, and it's this whole like yeah. I don't know, like five minute scene of them kind of trying to climb up the fire escape, swinging, almost dumping them all onto the ground. Someone ends up yeah. hanging on it. Steve jumps over to the, like the drain pipe and is hanging on that. And it's
1: very, it's very like Cirque du Soleil. It almost uh-huh. makes me wonder if there was some, you know, because in a previous episode, a couple seasons ago, we got Rachel doing yeah. the tightrope walking, and she learned that in Circus with the Stars. And it almost makes me wonder if there was, you know, a Circus of the Stars that had. Eddie, Steve, you know these characters are you know these actors doing some kind of like cage routine because a lot of it you can tell is them. I mean I think there's some parts that are stunt actors you know probably circus performers but there are definitely like there's one part where Waldo is hanging from the the cage from the bottom and he does this pull up where he like pulls his legs into you know pulls himself back up like reverse flip style into the into the cage crowd goes nuts everyone loves it but there's a lot of these kind of like more acrobatic moves that appear to be done a lot by the actors themselves
0: yeah i mean there's a lot of moments in this scene where i'm like all right this is how they write waldo off the show where i'm like (laughs) thinking that he's probably gonna fall but no eventually he gets waldo to uh climb into the window and steve to climb into the window leaving just Eddie there by himself, which I thought might drag out a little longer, but nope, Eddie also gets in the window. He gets in. All three of them are safe, and uh, Eddie makes the comments that, uh, man, I was really thinking that life was awful when I didn't have Onisha, but then when I almost fell off that fire escape, I realized that uh, dying is much worse than this. And you got a lot uh, to live for. Three of them are like kind of embracing on the uh, fire, or on like in the window, I guess, at this point, the fire escape. I don't, are they standing
1: on the fire escape? No, no, you know they're Anisha in the comes window. comes behind them? They're in the window. They're in the window. They're in the Because there's a the hallway. It's like a hallway, and they're standing, like, looking out the window, the three of them, and she walks behind them.
0: Yeah, Anisha and Joey uh, walk by behind them. Have, Joey's been another character on the show, right?
1: Uh, he was not, I don't know, I don't think so. He looked so uh, familiar, it, but I don't know. I didn't even, honestly, <sighs> he, to me, he walked by so fast, I didn't really get a good look at him, but...
0: But uh, Onisha makes the comment, oh, man, Joey's really upset because a big metal ladder fell on his car. <laughs> it's new know, car, was a brand new car. We know it's the ladder from the fire escape. And then, like, Eddie's just like,
1: yes. Yeah, all the dudes are kind of, like, celebrate. <laughs> yeah. So uh,
0: they're good. They're all safe. Uh, we go back to Estelle and Fletcher now at the campsite. Estelle is uh, thanking Fletcher for the trip. It's everything she ever dreamed of. And, uh, we find out that they are heading home tomorrow, so they've been there for their six, seven days, whatever it is. Uh, Fletcher, old man, like, slowly starts to get down on one knee.
1: Very slowly.
0: And proposes to Estelle, which she says yes.
1: That's great. Good for them.
0: Yep. And, uh, they also, like, make a little comment here, too, which, uh. They say something about like moving in together and finding a place near uh, their yeah. kids or something. I'm curious
1: to see this. what this is going to set up. If this is going to be kind of a way to have Estelle in the show less. But yeah, they do say that they're going to get a place nearby to the family so they can see as much it as possible. It was they
0: real want. quick, but I do feel like that that's kind of what they're setting up. Like she, that right, she's moving. Right. I don't remember if she moves out or what happens, but we'll find out, I'm sure.
1: Uh, um, yeah, I don't remember either. But this, I, th- they, they wouldn't just say this without it meaning something.
0: Or they say it like, I don't know, like as just because they know it might end up needing to be a possibility kind of thing and yeah maybe that's why they did it
1: well so yeah I, and i'm gonna speculate because i don't remember and i don't know if maybe this is not, getting too far too soon but i have a feeling fletcher's not going to be around for very long i have a feeling that there's going to be an episode that's going to be pretty heartbreaking where he you know passes. passes away oh no yeah but i don't know i don't know i just i don't know it's it seems to me that's an obvious place where this relationship is going to go and i'm just curious as to how quickly they're going to get there
0: does Fletcher have a lot of money? Is Estelle going to be rich?
1: I don't. I think she's fine already. Yeah. I think she does just fine. I think she lives with the family because... She did have she, a
0: crazy life we learned about in some past Yeah, episodes. she
1: did. I think she's doing just just fine.
0: All right, so then we see Estelle and Fletcher get back to the uh, Winslow house. Uh, Carl talks to Fletcher and tells him that uh, he's uh, done some thinking and he agrees that uh, we need to just be friends. And they... I, I don't know if they shake or hug or something, but... Uh, I don't think they hug. Then Estelle breaks the news we're engaged and Carl <laughs> freaks out once again accidentally steps on uh Fletcher's inflatable raft that they decided Which is really to bring strange. into Norm- the living room for some reason
1: but you also normally don't have your own inflatable raft to go whitewater rafting especially when you're you like in Chicago a
0: setting like where yeah like
1: yeah you, there's like a, a guide and you, this, know, Fletcher you
0: self-guides think... his uh whitewater rafting tour She doesn't need any guides I guess I guess. But he steps on this thing. The whole thing starts to inflate in the living room. Uh, Fletcher's like laughing in the background. Carl says, "Did I do that?" And then uh, that's that's it. That's the end of the regular part of the episode. Him saying, "Did I do that?" Yep. Yep. Uh, credits. Uh, we've got the family finishing dinner, and then um, Steve joins them on the couch, and then uh, he starts to mention about wanting to watch a mucus documentary, which really causes the family that's all we needed to hear and they all leave leaving steve alone on the couch
1: i thought there was a little bit of foreshadowing here when steve gets on the couch because judy gets knocked off the couch Uh i thought the the same thing and i'm like that that seems like they're trying to tell us something and sure enough so you know we know judy does not make it out of this season um but you know the the moral of this episode is we're getting a wedding we're getting another tgif wedding so
0: it'll happen uh probably sooner than we realize
1: yep I wonder if the, we had to. We should look at the do the math and see if this has been a a wedding every season because we had what Full House, we've had Perfect Strangers, mm. uh, every season of that. our show, every uh, season of TGIF. Uh, there is a uh, there is a wedding. Well, I don't think. Are any... we on the third season of TGIF? We're on the third season of TGIF, right? We're wrapping up.
0: Well, the ba- third well, Family season. Matters started at the very beginning of TGIF, right? And that, that I'm not
1: thinking about... I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did, and that's and this is, is the...
0: that's in season four. So we're on the fourth. Uh, that's so we're true. In the fourth season. Okay.
1: It's four season. We've had at least three weddings. But I think two were I I it, two
0: might have been the same season, maybe two.
1: That's entirely possible. And I, I also might be forgetting a wedding. I can't remember.
0: Uh, anyone in Going Places to get married?
1: Uh, just the ten no. of us. Just, just no, just the ten of us. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I, yeah,
0: but we go to step by step. Where if you remember from last week, we might have another wedding because uh, at the true. end of the last episode. Dana is left in the position where Brian has proposed to her in Hawaii and she has to decide is she gonna marry this dude?
1: Last week on, good last week on.
0: Um, so yeah, we get the full recap, we come to uh Karen, which uh you had just mentioned that you were missing in this uh Hawaii episode, which she still might not be there. I think she, she still
1: doesn't get really much Hawaii airtime, all of the stuff that she does is very like not in Hawaii. Yeah, it could not be in Hawaii. You know what I mean?
0: They've got her uh, on the couch in one of the rooms brushing her hair. Uh, Dana comes in uh, in a robe. I don't know why I put she was in a robe, but she was. And uh, she tells Karen that Brian proposed to her. And Karen is more than excited, especially when she sees the uh, the ring that Dana what, has been given. What she
1: end up saying? It's like a six carat Tiffany set diamond ring or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, So she's like, yeah, you got to do it. Um, But Dana's like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And Karen's like, I mean, he's rich. He's gorgeous. He's rich. He's rich. He's rich. He's rich. He's rich. You got to do it. And Dana has still not made her decision.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't such a creepy pedophile, it it definitely was something to think about.
0: Yeah. Um, And I think she's looking for a mom at this point, too. Like she wants to talk to her mom. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: so after the theme song we come back to frank and carol playing golf we still got this whole like side story of carol unable to relax which
1: and i want to i want to tell you this real quick because last week i was a little bit I-, I wasn't quite on the same page with you as far as this being a commercial this is now a commercial i mean to me we're full on like okay commercial mode so
0: i didn't know if you would if you would agree here or if it would take uh to the, this is all it's up to the this scene is with uh with uh cody and jt in a few minutes but uh no, nope,
1: nope this is it when they showed him on the golf course with all the views and the golf course i was like oh you steve was right this is just a commercial
0: so this is i also have a problem with this too so frank is telling in the last episode uh carol that she can't do anything she has to right. sit down and do nothing right and she, all she wanted to do was like knit or read a book or something on the beach now he's playing golf and she's mad and he's mad that she's doing too much golf or something.
1: Well, so so I agree with you. First of all, yes, he is doing an activity which he expressly said you can't do when you're trying to relax. However, I will give him credit that he's like, I don't want to keep score. We're not worried about that. Yeah. He's like, I got a box of balls. We'll play. If we run out of balls, we're done. We go home. And her the whole thing is like, she wants to be competitive about, I don't know, even know competitive is the right word, but she wants to to score golf. She wants to, play the, she wants to, she wants to play, play the game. And he's just like, no, I just want to go out there and hit balls. And that's what a driving range is for and not. You know, the beautiful Hawaiian golf course.
0: Yeah, and I think part of this is also because Frank's awful at golf. Like, you see him hit the ball, and it just he just slices it yeah. to the side. Like, it goes like 10 yards. It's pretty awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's going on there. Um Then uh we go to K- Cody and JT, who are walking on the beach. JT is still looking for this girl, but he has said that he's now giving up on looking for her. She's nowhere to be found, and he's going to focus... On finding this treasure with Cody,
1: right? And they realize that in the 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 poem or whatever it is, they need to get up high. They need to get into the air to be able to find this treasure.
0: Yep. And they decide, oh man, let's go parasailing because the Hawaii island of Hilton or wherever they are offers uh, <laughs> offers parasailing. It's the
1: high, YLA, YLA. Yeah, YLA. whatever it is. Have uh, you ever been paragliding parasailing? No,
0: I thought I thought about it when I went to Mexico, but didn't end up doing it.
1: know i i mean it doesn't not that i have anything necessarily against it but i'm just it just seems kind of i don't know boring maybe like just floating up there in the air behind a boat
0: probably good views right
1: i'm sure there's good views but i don't know never done it um
0: so yeah they decide they're gonna go parasailing to try to find the treasure and uh then as they are walking over to like, I guess sign up to go parasailing the Hawaiian girl that has been, uh, mysteriously disappearing walks behind Cody and JT and he doesn't even see her.
1: They miss her. I miss her.
0: Um, then we have a scene with Dana and Brian. I think, uh, it's pretty quick. It's pretty much just Brian saying, did you make a decision yet? And Dana, like, I'm still thinking about it, right?
1: Yeah. And I will say he is very understanding and I, I do appreciate that for him. Um, but I guess you can't, I guess you can't hard sell a, a minor too hard. Yeah. Uh, you
0: know. <laughs> um, then we got another golf scene. Carol's trying uh, too hard. Once again, uh, Frank gets mad at Carol for um, not relaxing. And then uh, she's like, well, I was able to relax in Jamaica because all we did was stay in the room and uh, uh, you know, and he's like, oh yeah, let's do that. And then they go back <laughs> to the room and just have sex for like 12 hours or something
1: some undetermined amount of time one week later basically <laughs> one
0: week later um so they come out of the uh, bedroom or bathroom or something in their robes uh she's like all super relaxed and clothes are uh,
1: everywhere she looks like she's high
0: yeah and uh they make out a little more in the living room that, which is
1: by the way when they brought up jamaica i thought that they were gonna i, I was wondering if they were gonna go that way i'd be like well, i was so relaxed in jamaica because i was just smoking weed the whole time
0: No. Oh. <laughs> um frank's like let me go take a shower and then we can uh have another round or two and then she's like all excited about that uh dana comes over and this is her chance she's gonna talk to her mom about brian Mm -hmm. she tells her that uh, brian proposed and carol's like no no chance you're (laughs) not doing it no and dana reminds her that uh you know what you and frank did the exact same thing you guys went on a vacation met fell in love got married so what's the difference the
1: the way the delivery on this is so much better than you're giving it credit for and as much as this episode really was not my cup of tea like this scene right here this interaction was so was so spot on i really appreciate it because the first thing that carol says is like no you cannot get married at 17 you're a child and and dana's like well you got married when you were 17, um, so what do you got to say about that? Which obviously the answer is like, yeah, well, look how that turned out. But anyways, then Carol's like, uh, yeah, well, you can't just go on vacation to some island and meet a guy and after a week get married to him. And she's like, that's exactly what you and Frank did. And then she really has nothing to say because Dana has shot holes in both of her points.
0: Yeah, so Dana, um, she's like, you know what, mom, you can't tell me no. If I want to get married, I'm going to get married.
1: And I like that answer because that answer is not committed to a yes or no. She's like, you know what? I'm going to make my own decision. I'm going to still
0: think that. about it. I'm not. Yeah. I haven't made it yet. I just wanted to get your opinion on things. And I'm going to keep uh, keep thinking and make a decision before yes. this yes. episode ends in 13 minutes. Exactly. So then we get the Cody and JT parasailing uh, montage. They're showing some more views of the island and the resort. The
1: hotel, yeah.
0: And then they see a giant X on this little tiny, tiny beach. And uh, they believe they have found where to go digging for this treasure.
1: They think they got it. Uh,
0: Next scene, don't forget, we've got a sandcastle competition going
1: on. So much going on.
0: Uh, They show the judges walking around looking at the sandcastles. We see uh, that Mark, Al, and Brendan definitely have the best one. But Mark tries to uh, throw some extra persuasion in there by giving them the history of the architecture of their sandcastle. And uh, Brandon, Brandon's worried that uh, Mark's doing a little too much, and that he's going to mess it up with the judges.
1: Yeah. Did you catch the name? Well, I guess we haven't gotten there yet, but yeah. All the, I mean, the other, the other teams are just like kids building sandcastles. I mean, good sandcastles, but still just pretty, pretty basic.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling what you might say, but we'll see. So they start announcing the winners, and what are you going to say yeah, something yeah. about the other families? Or yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: No, you go ahead. Tell, do the do tell them what you're going to say.
0: Uh, I mean, I was going to say they go down uh, like third place, second place, first place. And did did you catch the name of the second place team? No, that's what I was wondering.
1: Okay, so the name of the second. So I can't remember the the third place. I don't know if there was an extra joke baked baked in there that I didn't get, Um, which might have been because there was some reference to like uh, like a castle in England. So maybe that was some royal joke that i don't know from the 90s because i never i don't know who the royals were but second place team to say and second place is the spellings who built a model of their own house. so obviously this is a message Uh or like a a reference to the spelling you know tori and aaron and the the whole spelling dynasty and the fact that they live in you know giant castle like mansions that's funny
0: um i thought you were going to tell me that it was like the uh the families of the staff of the show and they use their actual last names or something like that. Oh,
1: like, no, I don't know. They didn't they didn't name. I bet you I they did bring attention. their
0: kids to Hawaii and I wouldn't be surprised if they were in this scene.
1: That's probably true. I don't know. I didn't I didn't catch the names of the first one, like I said. But the second one was definitely a, a spelling reference and the kids are not credited on IMDb. So I have no idea.
0: So we get down to first place. Of course, Mark, uh, Brendan and Al have one they get to go on their trip now of a helicopter ride all around the island. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot of
1: instances in this episode of miners doing stuff by themselves and are pro- yeah, probably not okay.
0: Because <laughs> Frank and Carol are like, all right, see you later. Go on your helicopter trip.
1: <laughs> well, even JT going uh, on a on a on a parasailing ride with only Cody. Like, Cody can't. I can't like sign a waiver he might be able to
0: i mean he's oh he's an adult so he might be you might be able to do that now this he a helicopter be, ride right. with three kids that are 10 years old or less no chance that's happening without parents <laughs>
1: right right right
0: um do they go right to the helicopter riders a scene in between i feel you know?
1: like they do i feel like hold on blah, 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 yeah yeah we're right to it well there, there, there's a there's a one little one little piece oh we're freaking
0: like, carol are talking about dana right
1: yeah but it's super quick it's like carol's still so upset about it dana's like you just gotta you know don't 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 be a stern mom like talk to her like have a conversation with her and talk to her about it don't just say no you can't do it that's it yeah you and can't, that's, it literally takes 15 he, he's
0: seconds. like you can't push her into her decision but just have faith that she's going to make the right decision
1: right yeah talk to her about
0: it. so then we get our helicopter commercial for the island one more time um yep. mark's getting sick and uh it's kind of it just a bunch of scenes of the island waterfalls stuff yeah. like that
1: if you say the right. the high whaleia, you two can ride in a helicopter to see the
0: Only if you win the state the castle competition. Uh final uh not the final scene, the next scene, uh we're on the beach. JT and Cody are at that X that they found while they were parasailing and they're digging everywhere. They cannot find this treasure and JT is getting frustrated. Absolutely. Cody's patient though. He said they're, they're going to find it. They start digging somewhere else and Cody's like, "There it is." <laughs> and the treasure is the sunset it's the golden prize that they were looking for
1: this is the weakest payoff maybe in this entire (laughs) two-parter like i was it's like i get it it's it's nice you know enjoy nature like enjoy the sights take a take a moment i mean you can't
0: make someone uh in a commercial think that they're gonna find a treasure but you can definitely show the beautiful sunset that they have that's true
1: that's true. I would, you know, at least give me something where it's like, as they're walking away from this beach, there's like a, a the, the point of a treasure chest poking out of the sand that they just missed and didn't see. I, this was so lame. This was so lame.
0: Cody is thrilled though. It's the most <laughs> beautiful thing he's ever seen. Cody, uh, JT's bummed, but looking a little longer, JT gets it and uh, he too looks off into the sunset.
1: Lame. So lame. Uh-oh.
0: So now we've got the big decision, Dana and Brian. They are walking through the resort. Uh Brian promises to give Dana everything that she wants and that she needs. But this kind of might be the part where Dana makes her decision mentally. She says, you know what, Brian? I want to succeed on my own. I want to see what I can do. I want to go to college. I have dreams. I want to see if I, too, can succeed and then she tells him that she's not going to marry him.
1: Yeah. And he I mean, he also is like not only is like, I'll give you whatever you want, or whatever you need. He's like, you don't need to do anything like you don't need to go to school. You don't because she's trying to study and she's he's like, you just don't need to do that. Like, I'll just do everything for you. And that, you know, that's the that's that was the wrong thing to say.
0: I would have said yes in a heartbeat, even if I was <laughs> 17 years old. Uh, OK, um, so he asks her one final time, are you sure? she says yes but it's going that doesn't mean that this is not going to hurt and uh i think they was there you- anything
1: about the scene that was distracting to you
0: um you know nothing that i pointed out
1: what? i don't know if it was the lighting <clears throat> in the in the scene or what but dana's eyes kept oh. darting back and forth like like constantly like like just just i don't even i don't know a good way to describe it but almost just Super rapid back and forth, eyes darting. And I don't know if it was just the lighting made it look like that, but it was so distracting to me while she was like telling him no. I don't know if it was something maybe they put in her eyes to try to give her <laughs> tears or, or, or if it was just something she was trying to do to generate tears. But it was, it looked like she was on meth and coke and all the drugs at the same time. And her eyes were just fluttering back and forth. She might have just been on meth and
0: coke and all the drugs at the same time.
1: That might be true. It was so distracting in this in this scene. I actually looked toward in the rest of this the like the end of the episode to see if it was just maybe something about her I've never noticed that her eyes just do that. And they didn't, but it was so distracting.
0: Uh they tell each other that they love each other, and then they hug, and then that looks like it's the end of Brian.
1: That's the end of Brian. Uh um, well it's not, but yeah, it looks
0: like so it. final scene, the family's checking out of the hotel, reminiscing about all of the things they did on their trip, and a limo pulls up for the family brian pulls up in his mercedes
1: creeping. creep <laughs> creeping around didn't even say anything creeping yeah, around in the mercedes he just
0: wants to make sure one more time that dana knows that he's got a mercedes and that he and bought and, them a limo and that he paid for this limo <laughs> yeah. um he creeping. drives off um the family starts getting in the limo and uh, jt mentions that he regrets one thing of this trip and it's not meeting that mystery girl limo starts to drive off uh i think uh in this part too frank says i'll go run after that guy for 28 million or 38 million dollars at some point (laughs) right right yeah and then out of the sunroof jt pokes out he sees this mystery girl and starts yelling for the limo to stop and yelling i love you to this girl but the limo does not stop and they go back to port washington
1: what was the point of this woman the entire time there was no story here it was just like she appears <laughs> you too can go to her.
0: hawaii and possibly meet a mystery hawaiian woman
1: it was so pointless it was just i would have much rather have seen them like put more effort into the mystery of the treasure like get rid of the woman have jt and cody have like a real adventure to find the treasure as opposed to like to do two things the, the woman made no sense it was absolutely pointless
0: uh we do get some credit scenes of more clips of hawaii and the family enjoying all of the uh resorts amenities (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: man you're right this was a commercial
0: dinosaurs season three episode 17 swamp music is the name of this one we've got robbie we've got baby we've got spike and they are rocking out to some dtv on the television
1: speed metal and dtv
0: um Robbie talks about how the music is awesome. And Spike says, when you're ready, I'll introduce you to some real music. But we got to go across the railroad tracks and into the swamp.
1: Into the swamp.
0: Um. So he's like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. And then Baby comes in and immediately rats out Robbie.
1: <laughs> well, Earl comes. But Baby's there. And Earl that, comes that's in. That's what
0: I meant. Earl comes in and Baby
1: rats and out. And Baby rats out Robbie to Earl.
0: He's like, they're going to go across the railroad tracks to the swamp. And they're like, no, you can't go, you can't do that. Those uh those swamp mammals over there, they're bad news.
1: Yeah.
0: And Robbie tells his dad, all right, well, we're gonna go bowling then. And he's like, Oh, bowling, great, go ahead. <laughs> and the viewer, of course, we know they're not going bowling, they're going to the yeah. swamp.
1: Uh. So
0: that's where we get uh Robbie and Spike crossing over the tracks. Robbie shows a little. I like the in.
1: implication here, by the way, that there are there's evidently uh trains in you know the dinosaur world. And Pangea.
0: That is true. We have not seen an actual train, but we do have tracks that exist. Um, They are uh, crossing the tracks. Like I said, Robbie is a little hesitant to do it at first, but uh, they do get across and over to the Swamp Shack, which is this uh, little music venue bar that Spike apparently has gone to a few times. They go in. The music stops when I guess they're seen As as they walk in. And uh, Robbie's just standing there in the doorway and says "Howdy," and then that's uh, that's the intro. We go to the theme song after that.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Um, so after the theme, uh, we see these swamp mammals and they are telling, uh, they tell Robbie, "Close the door. Got to keep the bugs out." And uh, then they continue to play, and we get like two songs from these uh,
1: swamp mammals yeah. right here. Like it's a blues. And so basically, we're in a blues bar. This is a swamp shack blues bar.
0: Yep. Uh, and Robbie is digging it. He loves yeah. this new music that he's, uh, just been introduced to. And, uh, after the song, the, uh, the band comes over and says hi to Spike. Cause he's a regular at this place. They know him and they want to come say hi. And, uh, Spike is, uh, introducing Robbie to him and Robbie tells them how much he likes their, uh, their music and thinks that uh, people all around would really like your music. We need to get it out there. I think dinosaurs would really like this uh, this swamp music.
1: Yeah, Robbie's like, let's make an album. Let's do it.
0: Um, the older one, the older Dino or the older mammal, uh, Howland Jay is his name, right?
1: That's correct. and Jay.
0: And he's like, no, we don't need that. We're we're happy where we are. And uh, the younger mammal, I don't know. I don't even write. I didn't write down.
1: Oh, uh, I wrote his name. Sonny. Sonny.
0: Sonny is like. That's a great idea. We should do it, Dad. And uh, Spike chimes in at this point too and says, "No, it's a bad, bad idea, uh, Robbie. You just gotta leave it alone."
1: Robbie's Robbie pushes it though. He wants to make it happen.
0: Yeah, and he takes, uh, he takes Sunny. Uh, he's like, "Come with me, Sonny. Let's go bowling or something like that." So then we go to uh, the record producer. Right, we're now at the. Um, At Mr. Warner's office.
1: Yeah, so it's Volcano Records. The executive is Ty Warner, which is a very interesting name because that's the creator of Beanie Babies. Uh, But I I think it's more of a play on Warner Brother Records. And so, Ty Warner. Maybe Time Warner. I guess I don't know Time Warner, Maybe Um, voice. He is voiced by John Polito, was not a name you would know, but a dude you would definitely recognize. He's in a ton of stuff. Very like recognizable character actor. I don't really know how to describe him. Um, he's in a lot of things that you would be like, Oh, that guy, but nothing that I could say. Like he's, he's this dude in this movie.
0: So Robbie's got this, uh, younger swamp mammal in the, uh, office for, uh, volcano records. Uh, Mr. Warner comes out pretty much just immediately says he's not interested in making any swamp music.
1: Well, I think he specifically is it's the mammal part that he has a problem with.
0: Yeah, but Robbie is determined, and uh, he's like, you "Gotta at least listen to it." Uh, Mr. Warner's like, "All right, I'll listen to it," but then uh, then says he says something like, "We don't make mammal records here," and then uh, right, right, he kind of like tosses the t- cassette tape over to the secretary and says, "Like, delete this thing." As uh, Robbie and uh, Sonny have already left, secretary puts it in, hits play. And, uh you see mr warner kind of peek back out from his office looking pretty interested in this music
1: they're both into it. like they once they hear it they're both very into the into the music
0: yep so let me go back to the swamp shack um the band's playing once again and uh this time ty warner is there he's there to check out this band in person and uh probably take them for all their money well not take them of course for them. make money off of them that's his. Call. well right
1: Yes, yes. And,
0: better. uh, he tells them, uh, I want to make your record. And, uh, of course, Hall and Jay is, uh, showing con- some concern with this guy.
1: Yeah. He's very, very cautious. It's not a good idea.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Was there something here where that shows that they agree to do it? Cause like the next scene is them like recording their record, right?
1: Yeah. I think that I, I think, you know, there's the back and forth between Sonny and Hal and Jay because it's, you know, the conflict of the generations and, they i think howlin I i can't remember exactly what he says but it's something along the lines of all right we'll give it a try we'll do what we can
0: so now we see the band recording um mr warner and robbie are, are loving it they think it's going to be great they finish recording and uh ty says that um, he really thinks that they're going to explode like this is like the music that the dinosaurs need to hear this is going to be incredible
1: right and then they ask the question, when are we going to get paid? And Ty's like, oh, I'll talk to you later. We'll
0: get to, we'll get to that later. Don't worry about it. And then uh, Robbie tells Hal and Jay, they, everything's looking up. I mean, you guys are going to be able to get out of here if you want to and make a ton of money. And uh, Robbie also invites them over for dinner to the uh, to the Sinclair's house. And again, Hall and Jay thinks this might be a bad idea, but uh, Robbie and Sonny are in for it. They think it'll be great.
1: Yeah, the whole band is, like the whole older segment of the band is like i don't think that's a good idea i don't think your parents are going to be into that
0: yep so the next scene though is the band at the sinclair's house they're all sitting down at the dinner table but
1: super awkward super
0: awkward yeah baby comments that uh that they don't look (laughs) they don't look like them and also mentions that uh the only time mammals ever are at the house is when they eat them
1: right that was that was the line that part that i thought was really kind of the the awkward part.
0: Holland uh, Jay tries to uh, tell them thank you, uh, but it was a mistake, and they should get out of there. Yeah. And then the uh, then the dads start to talk, and it seems like uh, Earl and Holland Jay might have a little bit in common, especially because they both have kids that they have to deal with.
1: Yep. Basically, they they bond over their mutual frustration for their own children.
0: Uh, one more scene after dinner where uh, Earl is, uh, he agrees that Helen J Jay is a great guy. Robbie's watching TV and what do you know, a commercial comes on for some new music. It is the Mammals song, but being performed by a dinosaur.
1: Perry Llewellyn.
0: Ty Warner has stolen their music and re-recorded it with a dinosaur artist.
1: And of course, this is what we saw coming a mile away. And this is, you know, a commentary on the, the like the real history of, of, you know, rock and roll and pop music and, you know, throughout time. So.
0: So the next scene after this, uh, Robbie busts into the record office. He starts to uh, yell at Ty for stealing their music and uh, he tells Robbie to just just stay away from those swamp mammals. Um, what's done is done.
1: Yep, and, he's, and he kind of puts it back on Robbie. It's like, they're going to blame you. So you can, you can go talk to them, but they're going to think it's your fault.
0: Yep, and that's where we're going now. We're at the uh, Swamp Shack. Robbie shows up to tell them what happened, and then the uh, the TV comes on. They hear it. They see it. They know that their music has been stolen.
1: Yep, and there's in- interesting reactions here, I think. Oh, like what? Well, so, you know, Sonny is upset and mad because... Because of all this that happens. And then, but Howland J is like, you know what? Oh, if yeah, they yeah. can do it, you know, if, it's the whole next part. Like, if they can do it, then we can do it too. We just need to do it ourselves and not rely on these big record labels.
0: Yeah. So uh, this is given uh, Hal and Jay J a little motivation that maybe they'll record the record on their own and put it out.
1: Yeah. There's a funny moment here where, you know, Hal and J kind of gives us this little speech where he's like, you know we can do this, we can make it, we can distribute it, we can get our music out there, and we can make it big time. and Robbie's like, I can't wait, let's do it. And the, the whole band's like, No, yeah, <laughs> like, they don't you're not say gonna be part it. of this, like, you are not a mammal. This is not your, you're not part of this.
0: And then Earl shows up, he's got his uh, his like blues glasses on, and he uh, comes in with an accordion, and uh, he's like ready to play in the band. I don't, I don't, I wrote a quote, him, but I don't know who said it. This ain't gonna be pretty. Was that Helen Jay, or who wrote that? It sounds
1: like, I think that was Helen Jay, yeah, okay.
0: Um, so yeah, that's, and it. you know what it
1: might've been, it might've been the other, there was another member of the band who was kind of vocal throughout the episode. I think that might've been him. His character's name was mud belly, even though they never really say it, but.
0: And then we get a, a credit scene with, uh, Earl and the, uh, swamp mammals playing some music, jamming, jamming out. Um, now we're there. It's the final episode of camp Wilder.
1: Makes me sad.
0: Yeah. I didn't even write down the name of the episode or the number. I just wrote down final episode. um,
1: I mean, I can, we can look up the name real quick. It's something about, it's something weight related. Uh, let's see.
0: So we, got, Ma- we got Melissa. Go She's, uh, you know, somewhere, where is
1: she? She's in the hallways. So this is the way, the way this starts is Melissa is in the hallway outside of Ricky's room. She yeah. And Ricky it sounds like grunting, either so, someone's
0: yeah. in pain or having sex or something in the yeah, other, on the other side, it's of the definitely
1: door. sex. Um, that was thin. Thi- this is now is the name of the episode. That, that was, was thin. thin.
0: This is now, this is now. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Melissa's like, Ricky, can I come in? Are you alone? And we see Ricky like, uh, trying to squeeze into some jeans in her room. And yeah, we got a whole new
1: set piece for, um, the last episode. We've never seen this hallway.
0: Um, so Ricky goes, or, uh, Melissa goes into the room. Uh, Ricky's still trying to put on these pants and, uh, she makes some comments that she feels like she's gaining weight, that she's getting bigger, that she can't fit in her clothes, and uh, she's getting upset, thinks she needs to, like, do something so she can uh, f- get small again, is what she says.
1: Right. She also brings up this whole, like, wilder curse, and she says that, you know, wilder women, they get the wilder thighs as they get older.
0: And they're shaped like a bowling pin, which, I mean, right. sounds pretty good to me. Um, so she lies down and... Uh, tries to like get the pants on, eventually gets him on. Uh Melissa says it doesn't count if you're if you're lying down and then uh try then she's like we'll try to get back up and Ricky's like stuck on the bed. She can't get up.
1: Can't get up. Yeah.
0: So that's it to the theme song. We go to the theme song. We come back to uh Melissa in the living room um and she's like everyone you guys need to get out of the house. Rob's coming over and he has to tell me something. Um so we don't know exactly what it is right away, but um we have uh, Melissa tell Ricky that the two of them have been together for like three weeks now, and I think he wants to go steady.
1: And this is right. This is uh, they do a really good job here because Brody points out that this is the same Rob who in a much earlier episode choked on her gum and had to go to the hospital. Almost died.
0: Oh, we did see him before, didn't we?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the gay. It's the same. Yeah. I mean, we know who this is. It's you know Blake Soper, the guy from Kylo Riley and, and Boy Meets World. Um, but yeah, this was the exact same guy who, who was in the episode previously.
0: So, um, yeah, uh, Dorfman comes over at this point too, and, uh, mentions needing to get his mother like a birthday present, right?
1: Yep. Well, he's bought it. He he's already bought her one yeah. at this point.
0: And Ricky's surprised to find out that Dorfman even has a mom. Um, <laughs> he shows the gift that he bought her, which is a carburetor. And uh, they tell him it's not a real good mom gift and he's kind of like talks about how his brother and him kind of battle to see who gets the better gifts kind of every time.
1: I don't I don't know if they battle so much as that he always just gets one up by his brother. His yeah. brother always just seems to buy the better gift.
0: Um so yeah, they're like, you need to go we need to go find something else. So Brody and Dorfman go off, they're going shopping to try to find something. Yes. And then uh, someone's at the door. It's Rob. Um, Melissa kicks uh, Ricky out into the kitchen. And, of course, like we said, this is a uh, dude from Salute Your Shorts, Boy Meets World, Rilo Kiley. And uh, he came over, and he does have some news to give her. It is not to go steady. It is to break up with her.
1: He is... Done,
0: and he doesn't have a reason why he's doing it either he uh just says it's just
1: time this is very 13 year old boy breakup like like no no consideration no sensitivity just there's like, no way i
0: ever broke up with a girl in person there's no way <laughs> they were they were all tell go tell somebody i'm not going out with her anymore at that
1: age <laughs> fair enough maybe fair enough. this is what it would have looked call. like if you had broken up with somebody in person you've been like uh yeah no bye uh see you later no uh see you, uh, okay
0: yeah so she's kind of uh you know done and he well she kicks him out right or
1: she kicks him like, out they get they, she's like yelling at him a little bit and then she kicks him out ricky comes down to ask what happened like, what's going Lisa's on gonna, and then melissa like, like
0: runs over hugs her, her. Bug. yeah yeah so uh, a little later, Melissa is trying to figure out why Rob broke up with her. She's like going through all the different reasons that it could have been, like just little petty stuff. And uh, Brody gets home at this point too. And um... I think
1: it's important at this point. They also note make a point to mention that that Ricky is eating a salad for dinner because this kind of goes into the whole episode.
0: Okay. Um, Birdie gets home and says, "No luck with Dorfman. Uh, he still hasn't found a present." But then Dorfman gets over. And uh, he bought his mom life insurance for her birthday. It's a thoughtful <laughs> That's gift. That's like what
1: you buy somebody you're about to kill. Yeah.
0: So. I think he even mentions Allstate here. He's like, Allstate didn't even know how to wrap it or something. And then uh, Ricky says uh, she's going to she's gonna help him a little later to find, like, find a gift or whatever. And then uh, this is where we confirm that Ricky is on a diet. Uh, the salads mm-hmm. and just like eating less and everything. She's worried about her weights. And now Melissa has gotten the idea of maybe that's why Rob dumped me, because I'm fat.
1: And specifically mentions the again, the wilder thighs.
0: Um, next scene we've got Ricky like measuring out like yogurt or something, right? Like on a scale in the kitchen. Yeah,
1: she's like very precisely you know, portioning her food.
0: But then, like, sneaking a couple bites here and there as well. Uh, Melissa gets home, uh, looks exhausted. She was just out on a run. She's exercising. Obviously, this uh, weight loss thing is uh, has gotten to her pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky says that she thinks it's great that she's exercising. I mean, she, tell, she used to tell all of her patients they should exercise. And um, Ricky offers her some breakfast. And uh, Melissa's like, no, I'm skipping breakfast. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You've got to eat breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. Here's uh, enough food for twelve people, and hands her like this giant plate of food. <laughs> and uh, she's like, "All right, I'll eat it." And then, like, Ricky walks out of the room.
1: What before Ricky leaves though, she does. I mean, she does specifically say to Ricky, like, "You know, I lost my boyfriend because I'm fat, so I can't eat food." And Ricky's like, "You're fine. You're fine. Eat this. You'll be fine."
0: So Ricky uh, walks out, and Melissa immediately goes to the trash can and dumps all of the food in it yeah so uh next scene ricky trying on clothes once again uh this time uh i think we've got what beth danielle and melissa up there with her
1: yeah all the older girls plus ricky
0: and uh she's like oh, you can just have all my small clothes now just go through my closet nothing fits anymore and uh they're all talking about like losing weight and uh well Danielle
1: goes on a whole rant about how she's she can't fit into Ricky's clothes because she's already too big and and Melissa's freaking out because she's gained three pounds and it's a whole thing
0: yeah and uh Melissa's talking about how Rob broke up with her because she's fat and uh she she's like "I I think I'm just gonna eat less and exercise more and Danielle and Melissa um talk to her or Danielle tells Melissa that I mean, losing weight can be dangerous if you don't do it right. You really need to see a professional.
1: Yeah, I mean, they say it's you're too young. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. It's not a big deal.
0: She's like, you need to see a pre- professional. I'm taking you to Kmart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't understand that, but okay.
0: So, so the next scene, we're at Kmart, it's the blue light special. Um, they are, I wrote
1: Walmart. Did they say Kmart or did they say Walmart or did they just? I thought, are we, are, are I, we both jumping to conclusions?
0: I thought they said Kmart.
1: I, for some reason, I wrote Walmart. I don't feel like I would write Walmart if they didn't say Walmart, but... Right, if anyone cares,
0: feel free to correct us. Go back, watch it, and tell <laughs> us where they are. It's, it's probably
1: some generic, like, Supermart like, They smart. probably don't even say a name.
0: They definitely... The mart was definitely in there, and I think it was okay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they're looking for, like, all this weight loss stuff, like shakes and candy so you're not hungry, slim loss that you drink for, like, meal replacement. Yeah. And then uh, while they're looking at all this stuff, uh, Melissa sees up on the shelf diet pills. And Danielle's like, you've got to stay away from diet pills. And uh, they're not good. They'll cause issues. Danielle's like, I got to go buy something else, though. So she walks away. And of course, what happens? Melissa buys the diet pills, grabs them off the shelf and walks to the front
1: yeah kind of it's kind of like the the bowling lines and dinosaurs like yeah sure and then as soon as they walk away
0: yeah or as soon as like the the breakfast scene just, just right. happened with ricky walking away of course yep. i'm gonna dump my food in the trash can so yep. a little bit later uh we're in the kitchen now melissa keeps um going in and out of the kitchen like something she's, she's
1: obviously her. can't remember. She's so. You know, distracted and and all over the place, or like she can't focus on anything, so she keeps forgetting where, Is this what a she's common doing.
0: side effect of taking diet pills, like losing your memory? So,
1: I mean, like, the, and so diet pills are essentially this. Reminds it's this is all comparable to like the study pills, right? Like the way because yeah. it's all it's all just speed, right? It's I'm all so just excited. like ca- caffeine or like the yeah or the Laura Winslow episode we saw for oh, yeah, before, yeah, whatever it was. But yeah, I mean, this is the like you're just so. You know, you're so jittery and jazzed up that you can't
0: truly like, focus da, on
1: it. Like somebody must have paid ABC some money this year, or like the last couple of years, be like, "All right, we are the council against against speed-related pills, and please make as many episodes about TV shows that are about the dangers of this these drugs."
0: Yeah, and Melissa, like we said, she's all over the place. She's forgetting things. She's bouncing all around. She's supposed uh,
1: to be studying. She can't do that
0: yeah she's freaking out about not studying and then um dorfman and brody come in they're talking about uh the gifts again dorfman got his mom some bowl that all the the ladies the like silver bowl. pretty excited yeah. about and melissa is still being like i don't even know how to describe it. i keep saying like weird and crazy she's
1: on edge she's i mean all the stuff she's anxious she's she's on edge she's just really irritable but she's also like can't remember or any stuff but then she loves this ball so she, it's just really manic i guess yeah. the best and then she
0: just like walks out of the room and uh danielle and beth know something's up so they follow her ricky eventually follows as well they go upstairs and danielle tells ricky that melissa is on a diet doesn't say anything about diet pills and then beth f- finishes the rest of it and says well Danielle gave Ricky uh, gave Melissa diet pills.
1: She when she said, she got her hooked on diet pills.
0: Yeah, which I mean, kind of true, but not completely true.
1: I would say that's a bit of a stretch. But also, if Danielle's like, well, she's on the pills now, might as well just go with it, then she's definitely not helping.
0: Uh, Sophie comes in at this point, too. She starts to comment about how she lost two pounds and how her genes fit again. And then this is where I think both Ricky and Melissa are like, oh, man, we definitely have a problem that we need to address.
1: I think everybody at this point realizes that it's gone too far.
0: Yep. And they agree. No more dieting. Let's eat some pancakes. That's it. So then Rob comes over and Melissa had uh, asked him to come over because she wants to know what the exact reason was that he broke up with her.
1: Yeah. And she's like, I did everything. I lost, you know, I tried to lose weight, I paid attention, I I acted nice, I made faces to sh- to make it seem like I was interested. Like I did everything I could.
0: Well, Melissa, it's be... because you're so self-absorbed.
1: <laughs> exactly. So all the stuff she was doing is why he broke up with her.
0: She's it. like, me? And that's that's the end of the episode. I mean, that's it for Camp Wilder. That's how they're going to end off this whole entire show.
1: There's a there's a credit scene.
0: Uh there's a credit scene. Uh we've got Dorfman uh giving his mom his present. And uh, she doesn't. Well, we don't see. Wait, mom, wait. Right? So,
1: look, so Dorfman comes into the house, and, and Brody's like, What'd your mom think of the present?" And she's like, Well, he liked it. But, you know, my brother, of course, won up to me. And they're like, Well, what did your brother get her? And Carburetor. He, he, he <laughs> <the> carburetor. <laughs> And then it shows his mom under a car. We you just know, see like
0: his mom's arm, like reaching to like yeah. drain the oil, and he's she's draining it into this like expensive bowl that Dorfman. Bought right.
1: Her. And the moral of the story is here is that Dorfman clearly knew his mom better than any of the other people, and instead of buying her some generic gift, he was he was trying to buy her something that he knew she would like, and they talked him out of that. So. <sighs> That's the end of Camp Wilder. That's
0: the end. It's sad. It was getting good. Um, It's a good show.
1: It it was a really good show. It's one that I'm going to that I'll definitely have on the list of like this one should have gotten more credit than it than it did.
0: Yeah. And when we had her on the show, like she'd posted on Facebook or Instagram on something saying that like she had a good time on the show and stuff. And there were a lot of comments with people commenting specifically on this episode saying like how this was their favorite episode, how it helped them, stuff like that. And it's sad that that's like that's it. That I mean that was, it's over
1: now. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean I'm gonna miss it. I, I, I like I said, and I was, you know, the the episodes where they they really focus on the kids, which is, turned out to be a lot of it. I was really worried that it wasn't gonna be. Um, you know, those were great episodes. Those were really good episodes.
0: Um. Yeah, maybe I'll make a little post about like how we enjoyed the show. It's over. It's 30 years. Yeah. It's the end of it kind of thing. I don't know.
1: Anyways,
0: yeah. uh, this is where we rank the shows, um, just how we felt about them. No, no real rhyme or reason to it, but I'll go first. Uh, I was back and forth once again. I think I have a clear number one. The other three could maybe go in any order, but I put Family Matters at four, even though it did have the great uh, acrobatic scene on the, uh, on the fire escape. Firescape. just didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, these next two i switched last second I was gonna put dinosaurs at three and step by step at two I know you hated it I felt like this was a better uh vacation episode than the first one but <laughs> i'm gonna go with step by step at three dinosaurs at two camp wilder at one that's my final answer
1: yeah I mean obviously a little bit different here i i have step by step at four i just it was just so I just didn't do anything for me. I feel like it was a lot of wasted story, a lot of just stupid stuff. I didn't care for it, so I'm gonna put that at four. I'm gonna put Family Matters at three. I really didn't like the episode except yeah. for the the you know the acrobatic part. Um, I do like Fletcher's back. I like that they're setting that up. I, those are two great characters, Estelle and Fletcher. So I'm glad that that's part of it. But the episode generally, I just didn't didn't care for. Um, you know, I'm gonna i 'm really i'm really torn between dinosaurs and camp wilder like it was a good camp wilder episode um sucks that it's the last one you know i, I don't know it was okay i, I but i, I kind of really like the dinosaurs episode I, I yeah i don't know I'm really torn i th- i'll probably just for the sake of it say dinosaurs 2 and camp wilder at one um I thought they were both really good episodes
0: yeah, they were I, you know um thanks again this week i think eric did our theme song that sound right
1: it was eric yes thank you eric
0: thank you eric if you want to do your own tgifcast at gmail.com follow us on all social media at tgifcast and uh we've got a show that's no longer so i'm guessing that means we've got some changes next week coming up
1: we do we have an interesting week next week it's a little bit of a short week three episodes so stick with me here we've got family matters season four episode 19 step-by-step is in reruns Dinosaurs is actually not on next week. There is a new show in the dinosaur slot. So, the nine o'clock, which is getting by, and that is the show that has uh, Talma Hopkins, who is Rachel from Family Matter. So, it's oh, it's her, okay. and I can't remember the woman's name, she just passed away a couple of weeks ago. She was, um, uh, she was in the really well-known, like, 60, yeah, well known like 60s, 70s. We'll talk about it next week. That's season one, episode week. one, I'm guessing. Season one, episode one, and then the Camp, Wa- Camp Water Replacement is a show called Where I Live. uh, And that is the Dougie Doug um, television show. So, you know, Jamaican family in Brooklyn, Bronx, wherever in New York. Season one, episode
0: one, right?
1: Season one, episode one. Yep. Okay. So Family Matters, Getting By, and Where I Live. And Where I Live and Getting By, I believe, are both on YouTube if you look those up.
0: Cool. I'm excited. New shows. It's always fun.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully they're good. All right. Uh, Anything else we want to talk about?
0: um i mean once again we'll say uh galaxy con's coming up real close uh get your tickets now they're cheaper if you get them in advance so you might as well at least buy a saturday pass if not uh spring for the whole weekend because there's lots of stuff going on
1: yeah they got a ton of people and don't forget they're doing the whole like boy meets world mini reunion thing so that'll be fun
0: yeah i'm excited um we will see you there and uh we'll see you next week on the show with uh two brand new shows and three brand new episodes for us
1: that's it Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude.